Hey everyone, welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode 112, where we're giving you the hottest information in business, news, investing, sports, whatever I think makes sense for us to talk about and discuss, we're going to talk about it. So of course, make sure you five-star rate and subscribe, support the podcast. This week, there's so much in the news we'll discuss. We will do a roundtable or question of the week to round it out for this week's episode. So of course, thank you for listening. Wherever you're listening, please make sure you continue to support and share. Enough with that. Let's get into the show. Market update and news update. So let's do a market update first. Um, since we last talked, folks, the market has been on a bit of a tear. I'm actually pulling up the SPY chart. Let's do last five days. Um, and it's probably been even bigger if you look at it a little bit longer term for it. But the past five days, the market's up 2%. We're even seeing a little bit of a rise today, uh, a little bit over 2%. So, you know, the rebound that we were talking about, if you look at it over a month time frame, the market's roared back in the last month almost 7%. Um, it's right now it's sitting at 6.75% for the S&P 500, which is pretty much what I was telling people. Stay patient, relax. If you're a long-term investor, you you understand that markets don't just go up. That's not what the mechanism is. If, if everything in life was easy, it, it wouldn't make sense, right? Like That's why people have to understand a little bit more mecha- mechanisms of how the market works. But I think People are starting to get that. Let's look into news. So there was an interesting CNBC report that came out about Bob Chapek and Bob Iger. So for those who don't know, Bob Iger was the former CEO of Disney, and he handpicked his successor, who happened to be Bob Chapek, who they used to have a strong relationship, but colleagues have recently said the relationship has been strained. Um, it's caused issues of lack of support. From Iger to Chapek, um, who's he's been worried about living in his former boss's shadow, and he wants to come out of that. He Chapek, the current CEO, was also late to shed light on his stance on the Florida's LGBTQ bill, and so Disney's had some turmoil. I, I think, you know, if you think about it, does Disney's turmoil get worse before it gets better? I think it gets better. One, Chapek is known as being the numbers analytical guy, right? His right hand person is Kareem Daniel, who's a Stanford MBA, actually a black, one of the few black executives in entertainment. And there, he's given them a lot of oversight. And they want to make this a successful, profitable company by squeezing out extra profits. They raise prices in the parks division. They're doing a lot of things to make this a more attractive to shareholders, right, to the bottom line. And a lot of people say, hey, they want someone like Bob Iger, who was a left brain and a right brain. He had a creative side. He knew how to talk to people. He was very personable but they're going with a different direction. The board is, um, and we'll see if it works. I, Disney's struggled the last couple of years. Since 2019, the stock hasn't really done that great, but I think things get better before they get worse. So we'll keep an eye on that. In other news, Al Michaels, for those of you who don't know, Al Michaels is a legendary broadcaster for, for the NF for sports. He was on ABC for a long time. I think he did the Monday night games, but he just accepted an eight-figure-a-year offer to go to Amazon because Amazon just got the rights to the Thursday night football games. They'll be placed on Amazon Prime Video with Al Michaels. Um, and I think he's going to be joined by Kirk Herbstreit, who Kirk Herbstreit gets another bag. I don't know if Kirk's still going to be doing college football. If he is, he's going to be a very, very busy man. 
and plus a very, very rich man because a- a- Amazon is pushing their way into this NFL live sports rights. A lot of the streamers are battling for these sports rights, so they'll be divvied up between by the sports by the sports leagues between all these different streaming platforms and linear cable TV platforms. Why not? They're going to continue to make bags because it's still one of the most coveted things to watch in the world is live sports, especially football. Who doesn't love a great football game? The NFL was like, hey, we have Sunday night games. Let's not, why not give you Monday night? And they're like, oh, that's not enough. Why not to give you Thursday night? We're probably going to have Tuesday and Wednesday night football games at some point in our lives because the NFL knows they can throw out any two NFL teams out there and we're going to watch because it's football. Why not? <laughs> it is football, of course. But in other news, GameStop announces they're launching an NFT marketplace. NFTs and marketplaces are synonymous now with just like anything crypto. Um, people are going further and further into the space. Um, and they just launched, they just said they're launching an NFT marketplace. GameStop, the company that is not, a, they, they sell us systems, game systems. They have a lot of retail footprint. Now they want to get into the NFT NFT space, and it's based on the fact that they believe their core people will like the fact that they can add a new layer um, to the company. So, I, I mean, I think this is an interesting play. All these you know companies that were meme stocks are doing things to stay, to really just, they took advantage of the fact that their stock rose. They got extra cash from that. They were able to raise more money. They have stronger balance sheets. They pay down debt. Now they're like, hey, let's invest in a new growing futuristic space and see what happens, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're seeing what happens. They're making a move in a space that's a new burgeoning billion-dollar marketplace. Um, Why not? Why not? All right, more crypto news. The man behind ETH is worried about crypto's future. Vitalik Buterin is worried. There was a Time Magazine article that came out about his worry about the dangers of overeager investors in crypto, the show of wealth, um, the shameless displays of wealth, as he put it, the dominant public perception of crypto, which is against what the the Ethereum creator wanted. He created Ethereum to become a launchpad for all sorts of social, political, experimental, uh, fair voting system, urban planning, universal basic income, public works project. That's what he saw Ethereum being. And he, th- he thinks that crypto space is changing something else. And I have to tend to agree with him on that. Like, it's not, you know, it's when people talk about crypto, it's more of like a showy thing and not just a thing where people are, you know, doing these. Like, that's still the under underlying story of what crypto does. It does bring a lot of people into the banking system that weren't into the system. It does allow for, you know, transfer wealth. It does allow for different things that aren't always highlighted. And he had concerns about that. And I think his concerns could be valid. Now, long term, I think the story about crypto is is the things that he built Ethereum on. It's the fair voting system, urban planning. It's bringing people into the financial system that were currently previously unbanked. That is a long term story. But the short term story, of course, is going to be all the people that got rich from doing things in NFTs or, or in crypto. That's what catches people, right? That's what bring people in, brings people in from a capitalistic nature. But it isn't going to be the end-all, be-all story in my mind. I think there's much, much more um, that people will hang on to when it's all said and done. And lastly, Apple. There was a story that Apple made an additional $6.5 billion by not providing accessories with their phones. <laughs> Remember the first time you opened up your iPhone, you got the phone, the charger, the block, the cord, maybe even a head of I don't know. You got so much stuff. And now when you open the damn phone, you just get the phone. 
maybe in 2025 we're just gonna get the sim card and they ship us the phone later when we pay another two thousand bucks who knows but they serve they pocket an extra 6.5 billion as you see a lot of companies do they shrink what they give you to maintain profits and if their if their costs go up they have to maintain their margin somehow right so they'll ship less or they'll raise your prices to maintain their margins apple took a roundabout way of offering less to pocket more are we mad at them no not really still the greatest product you know one of the greatest products in history so why are we it's a great report but you know nothing for us to get upset about that's just what happens in this space that is just what happens in this space we can't really get upset about it because it's just part of it well that's so much news we just gave a good good rundown on a lot of news we will go into the question of the week next Questions of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I thought this was a really, really interesting one. Listener says, our only daughter is getting married. It's getting expensive. Do we owe her younger brothers anything to even out the monetary gifts? One of them is married, and we covered the groom side of the wedding, but that was about 15% of what our daughter's wedding will cost. We had the money, but we're unsure about our duties to our other children. Many thanks. This is interesting. Because the average wedding in the U.S. is around twenty thousand or closer to thirty, if you you know go by certain polls geographically, um, spending that money is is interesting. Fairly, it's close to the medium wage of some people in the U.S. Um, and and it's also interesting that you know there's also the traditional thing about you know the the, the your daughter versus your your kids, your sons getting married, um, how you go about that. Um, you could, you know, do some things beneficially, maybe give money for, you know, your your son's kids or different things of that nature. Make sure everything's set aside. You could allocate, if you have this money, allocate another gift for your sons in a different way, seeing as how this wedding for your daughter is, average, is coming out to be a lot more expensive than it was for the groom's side of the wedding for your son. Definitely think it's a preference thing because you could never say, I do think there'll be something to being able to, if you have three children, to allocate money equally because that's like just like, you know, makes the most sense, right? But um, everyone has different preferences on what they want. Seems like the dotted priority is the wedding. It makes sense. Um, and their sons might prioritize other different things um, because that's just traditionally how it's been. So that could be a way to look at it. But that's a really, really interesting question and a good problem to have. Um, congrats to the family. So that's it, folks, for this week's episode. Um, got through a lot of stuff. So much going on. Um, stay tapped in with us. Share this with friends, family. Stay tapped in. Reach out to me with any questions at all, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>